WABC. One man has a talk show on 77 WABC, and that man's name is... It's Dominic Carter. I am him. And with us now, Dominic Carter. Nice to be with you, Dominic. It gets better. You need to talk to Dominic Carter. It's about to go down. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. On Talk Radio 77 WABC. Breaking news, WABC. And good evening, everyone. Senator Tim Scott of South Carolina has dropped out of the 2024 GOP presidential race. Scott announced literally just hours ago on live television where even the host did not know what was about to happen, that he was dropping out of the 2024 race. And this is, of course, about two months before the start of voting in Iowa's lead-off caucuses. The South Carolina senator made the surprise announcement on Sunday night in America with Trey Gowdy. The news was so abrupt that one campaign worker has said that the campaign staff found out Scott was dropping out by watching the show, literally. This, as Scott continues, or continued, I should say now, to struggle in the polls in just days after the third Republican primary debate, Scott, the only uh, African-American Republican senator, entered the race in May with more cash than any other Republican candidate, but obviously he couldn't find a lane in a field dominated I guess who, former President Donald Trump. He says uh, in the interview, we're going to let you hear that part of it in just a moment, that he loves America more today than he did on May 22nd. But when he goes back to Iowa, it will not be as a presidential candidate that he's suspending his campaign. And he says he's going to respect the voters. He's not ruling out running down the road. But as of right now, uh, it's not meant to be. Scott also indicated that he's not interested in a running mate slot. And he also said that he's not going to be making an endorsement of his remaining Republican rivals. Here is what it sounded like on the Fox News channel literally just hours ago. But when I go back to Iowa, it will not be as a presidential uh, candidate. I am suspending my campaign. I, I think the voters uh, who are the most remarkable people on the planet have been really clear that they're telling me uh, not now, Tim. I don't think they're saying, Trey, no, but I do think they're saying not now. And so I'm going to respect the voters and I'm going to hold on and keep working really hard and uh, look forward to another opportunity. You are you are suspending right. your presidential campaign. You, you you have you have plenty of money. You have the highest approval numbers of any candidate that is running, and you're you're a couple of states away from coming to a state where you are beloved, and you are suspending your presidential campaign. You, you know, uh, Romans eight twenty eight is such an important uh, scripture. It says that all things work together for good for those who love God and are called according to His purpose. 
Uh, I think the message is clear for me right now. Uh, I, I am indeed uh, suspending the campaign, but I, I am going to remain as committed to making sure that this country uh, chooses the right person by enjoying the journey of uh, just helping people everywhere throughout South Carolina and through our country. Uh, we have an amazing country. I'm very thankful to be in America. We should all be proud of this country. Uh, I was a kid, Trey, as you know, uh, nearly failed out of high school as a freshman. And here I am uh, running for president just a few minutes ago. I'm trying, I, I'm trying to process this, this information, and, and I'm trying to do it uh, on, on live television. So forgive me. And that's uh, literally how the announcement was made. Tim Scott out in the presidential race, suspending his campaign, not going to have much of an impact. Uh, he, he really didn't have any traction as a candidate. Uh, and frankly, he was never going to have any traction uh, as a candidate. We'll see what happens in the future, whether or not, uh, even though he says he's not interested, but whether or not he's tapped for potentially number two on the Trump ticket, which would obviously make history. So the question becomes, why is Scott dropping out as of right now? And to do this on a Sunday night where the host of the television show had no idea what he was about to announce. And as you can hear in uh, the voice of the host, he, the former congressman, he had uh, no idea. So we're going to deal with that issue, but we have a lot going on tonight. Again, Dominic Carter here with you folks. And I got to tell you, I had a wonderful time Saturday afternoon at Lincoln Center at the Big Apple Circus. I was representing WABC there, and I had never attended my first time. And the entertainers were phenomenal, phenomenal. So let's get to the elephant in the room. Mayor Eric Adams does not look good. Does not look good. Now, let me let me set this up. Remember, folks, I'm talking, as I've pointed out before, as a journalist that used to be an in-bed reporter at the Southern District of New York, which means that you cover the Southern District full time. You go through a full uh, uh, FBI background check. Uh, you're at the courthouse every day. You're covering the major cases. You you are doing that primarily full time. So that's what I did for a couple of years as an in-bed reporter with the Southern District of New York. And when you have the FBI, I and in, in 40 years in journalism, I have never heard of something like this, where the FBI approaches the mayor of New York City on the street and asks his security team to stand down. Can you imagine that? I know I wouldn't want to be one of those officers from the intelligence division of the NYPD. You're walking with the mayor about to enter into his vehicle, a police driven uh, uh, SUV and FBI agents approach and instruct you to stand down. Now this is according to reporting 
of the New York Times. Stand down, stand aside. The agents, according to the Times, then got into the mayor's SUV, his SUV, with him and executed a court-authorized warrant to seize his devices. Cell phones, uh, iPads, not looking good. In all of my experience covering corruption in the Koch years going forward, I have never heard of anything like this. This is serious. And on top of on top of raiding his uh, campaign uh, advisors, uh, Brownstone, and I don't see I don't see the FBI doing all of this, knowing the implication publicly the way it looks, just based on the Turkish government benefiting from Adams' 2021 mayoral campaign. This doesn't pass the uh, smell test. I'm going to come back to that. How dare you? How dare you? The first migrants arriving at Floyd Bennett Field had the nerve to hold their noses up and refused to stay and left the isolated site after just one look around. Who do you think you are? You are not a taxpayer. You are not an American citizen for right now until you come back here legally. You are a drain on the taxpayers. Who do you think you are and how dare you? They said, no. Take us back to where we were, the other other locations, the hotels in Manhattan, other nice amenities. Notice the word I used, amenities, paid for by you and I. As I said, when, when the city first announced this was going to be the location, this should have been the first location. You should have never have put them in hotels in Midtown. There has to be a deterrent factor to this. If migrants, illegal aliens, if they know they're going to come here and be placed in the middle of nowhere, they'll think twice about it. They still may come, but they'll think twice about it. We're going to deal with the fact also that anti-Semitism is on the rise. And, a few more issues we have going. We see your calls. We're going to start with them in just a second. Ex-Speaker Kevin McCarthy, considering whether to run for re-election to his House seat, but he is greatly greatly criticizing the gang of eight that led to his demise, notably Florida Congressman Matt Gates. We're going to talk about that issue, and uh, we, we have a lot going on for this hour and new topics resetting at the top of midnight. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk radio 77 WABC. So in starting your telephone calls, and again, we have Tim Scott dropping out of the presidential race, the FBI taking the mayor's uh, cell phone and, um, and uh, iPads. And I found this quote interesting from 
the city hall chief counsel, Lisa Zornberg. Now, notice this is not a spokesperson talking. That tells you how serious this is, right? This is the city hall chief counsel. And I'm quoting her here. She says, we hope that investigators will continue to cooperate with us and reprimand any federal officer who has improperly leaked details about this investigation as such conduct could prejudice the public and undermine the integrity of our law enforcement process. That means plain and simple, somebody's out to get the mayor. The question is who? Some have speculated, some of you, that it may go all the way to the top, the president of the United States, because he challenged Mr. Biden on uh, migrants. I don't know. I don't know who it is. But somebody's leaking, and somebody is doing a good job of making Eric Adams look bad. Let's start with your telephone calls. Let's begin with Michael in New Jersey. Good evening, Michael. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Yeah, good morning. I gave you proof positive that Al Jazeera showed a film showing that Hamas blew up their own hospital. Now I'm going to give you proof positive that Eric Adams is 1,000% innocent of any and all charges. Absolute proof. And therefore, I think that you should stop saying it looks bad, it doesn't smell right. The man is innocent. Now, I'm going to give you proof, and I want you to think about my proof, because my proof was given to me by your favorite mayor, right, the ex-mayor of New York, all right, he's the one that said it. Think of the, the ex-mayor of Chicago, Mayor Lightfoot, and who took her place. And that is to prove positive that Mayor Adams is 100,000% innocent until his term is up. Then he can become guilty. But right now, for the rest of his term, he is innocent. What, Michael? I, I'm, not, I'm not following you. At all. Very, think of what I just said. Mayor Lightfoot was a horrible, horrible mayor. Right. Who took her place? Someone who is a thousand times worse. Right. If, if they find Mayor Adams guilty, who's going to take his place according to right, the ex Right, right. Jamani Williams. But, the, but what does that have She's, to do with guilt or innocence of Adams? You're right. Because you want to save the city of New York? Well, you don't get rid of a bad mayor and replace them with someone who's a thousand times worse. We're stuck with him. So therefore, it doesn't, he has got, my, Michael, he has my got friend, it, it doesn't it doesn't work like that. It doesn't work well, like that, my friend. my friend, my friend, my friend, the federal prosecutors that are handling this. Uh, let's be blunt and honest about this. Eric Adams is a trophy. The mayor of New York is a trophy to go on the mantle if you can take him down. They tried with de Blasio, but they couldn't get him. So it doesn't work like that unless the powers that be in Washington at the Justice Department say stand down. If they can get you, they're coming. 
And you better believe, Michael, and I'm going to let you have the last say here. You better believe that they would not approach the mayor of New York City out on the street and tell his armed police officers to stand down while they get in his vehicle and execute a warrant unless this was something that's very, very serious. But we should show the federal government that the population of New York City stands behind our fantastic great mayor, and we don't want to lose him, right? Until Election Day, then we can lose him. But right now, we want him, and we are going to hate any politician that tries to take our mayor away from us. If you try to come after him, we'll come after you on Election Day. I can't vote because I live in New Jersey, but all of New York City voters should scream their head off. We want our mayor. Stay the hell away from him. He is innocent. Now, on election day, that's another story. But right now, for his rest of his term, we want to keep Mayor Adams. And if you go against him, we'll, we'll harm you. We will hurt you on election day. On mm. election day. Mm. Right? Michael, Michael, I hear you. Thank you very much for the call. Nice to hear from you again. Let's uh, let's go to uh, on on Tim Scott dropping out of the presidential race. Let's go to Jay in New Jersey. Good evening, Jay. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hey, Dominic. Yeah, I just think it's about time. You know, Tim Scott had never had much to offer. A, uh, a, I would say he's just unimpressive. You know, a lot of these people are unimpressive. I would want the field to narrow a lot. And maybe a Trump DeSantis debate would be nice, you know? Well, that's not going to happen. It, 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 let me ask you a question, Jay. If 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 you're Trump, why in the world would you go near DeSantis? Why would you do that? Yeah, well, I just think that if the field is empty besides for DeSantis, then it's mu- DeSantis has a much easier time pressuring Trump right, a clear into, not, into debating him. Right, but there's, yeah, there's one big so- problem with that. Nikki Haley, she's not going anywhere. Right, and Vivek wouldn't either go anywhere, and Christie right. isn't that's going true. anywhere, and that's that's true. So that's why this is all; they should all drop out because it's not worth anything. Right, I I hear you, but I just I I don't see that happening. I don't know how long Christie's going to be able to hold on. And uh, next hour, thank you for the call, Jay. Next hour, we'll let you folks hear. He was in uh, Israel looking at uh, the damage of what has happened. That is Chris Christie. That's coming up during the midnight hour. Let's go to Mark in New Jersey. Good evening, Mark. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hey, Dominic. How are you this evening? It's good to talk to you. Um, I really do believe that I know why they're going after Mayor Adams. As much as we all hate to admit it, this White House is corrupt. And if you talk against what's happening at the border, and if you talk against, and, and he was once pro being, being a sanctuary city. He's the one that waved that flag. And now he's talking against the White House, and he's asking for a whole lot of money. With this man in charge now, if you talk against the White House, they're coming after you. And they're going to do it in front. It's all about optics. As you know, Dominic, it doesn't matter what industry you're in. It's all about optics. They're coming after you, and they're going to make a statement, and that's what I believe. Well, Mark, I'll give you this much. I'll give you this much. The FBI does not approach the mayor of New York City on the street 
and tell his police officers to stand down unless somebody of of major power wants your head on a platter. That I can't think but of you, any time that's happened in 40 years. You're making my point. In other words, he's been he's a democrat and we're we're as far as I'm concerned, we're stepping into very crucial time a very crucial time now. The country's divided. Look what uh, what's his name uh, Bragg is doing to President Trump, and I'm calling President Trump. And all this is happening, and and um, Adams was pro sanctuary, and now the past month or so, not so much. If anything, not so much. Quite the pendulum has swung, and he's being quite verbal, and he's dividing the party in that in in the immigration aspect of things, and with Joe Biden. With what we've come to know, and if we know what we know, can you only imagine what we don't know? That said, this is a campaign move. Get the big guy in New York, make, make a show. Make a show and get the floodlights off of the White House. That's my take on it. And you want to know something, Dominic? Hey, wait, no, wait, Mark. Do me a favor. Do me, do me a favor. I yeah, hear you, Mark. Absolutely. I want you to. I want you to do me a favor. It says here on my screen, Steve in Brooklyn. FBI is not corrupt. I want you two guys to talk to each other, but for, live. But first, I want to hear what Steve has to say since we've heard you, Mark. So just stand by. You two guys talk to each other on this issue. Steve, go right ahead. Mark in New Jersey is listening to you live. Yeah, correction. I'm not saying the FBI is not corrupt. I think they've been corrupted. What I was saying is that it's very interesting to me that the very same technique virtually was what they did with Rudy Giuliani. They went to, to his home, in this case, not the street, former mayor of New York, and got all of his electronic gear, his phones, his computers, but, but that, and so but that, on. But that's not selective to one or two individuals. They do that to everybody, to right, everybody. My point is the... The administration is trying to make it appear, again, the optics, that they're not a political wing, that the FBI is not being politically used. They want to show um, in a very pathetic way that they're impartial, that they're going after one former Republican mayor, and now they're going after one current Democratic mayor, and therefore we are very just, we are very even-handed. That's what I was saying. Okay, so basically you agree with what Mark just said. I agree with the part that he said about the general corruption of the FBI, yes. And the Justice Department was in on this. And I'm sure the Biden administration, perhaps this was suggested by, who knows, maybe Barack Obama. But the point that I'm making is doing this in a very public way tries to remove the sting that has been aimed at Biden, that he's corrupted the FBI only for the, for the sake of the Democrats. He can say now, oh, no, I went after a Democratic mayor of New York, too. I hear you, Steve. Thank you for the call. Mark, I'll give you the final word. I didn't mean to cut you off. Go right ahead. Not at all, Dominic. I'm flattered. Thank you. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, Steve and I are shoulder to shoulder. And if I could add to that, they didn't just go after Giuliani as a Republican. What did they do to President Trump? And they and they went into uh, Biden's all what three or four different places where he has stuff, and they handled it in as far as we're concerned a very casual fa in a very casual fashion. But they seem to have been considerably more aggressive with they with the way they handled Mar-a-Lago. And now you and now and so what they have to keep the scales balanced. 
This is a political move to keep the floodlights off of the grifter Hmm. because he's compromised the American people his whole life. And he's now it's like Scarface. He's now in his room with his people and he's shooting. He's just shooting at everybody because what's he going to what's the Democratic Party going to do? We're all going to show up in a year, a a year this month on the 5th, and things are going to change. So he's begging. So it's optics. It's optics. Why? You and I are talking about it pretty aggressively because people don't know what to make of this. And it's going to be conspiracy theory, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, of course it is. Nobody really knows. But I think I know because this White House is corrupt. It's correct. Okay. Well, Mark, thank you. Thank you for the call from New Jersey. Folks, I've got to uh, take a break. When we come back, I'm going to go to uh, Larry in Brooklyn, David in Los Angeles, also Norman in Brooklyn, among the many calls that are coming in. Tim Scott, just a few hours ago, suspended his presidential campaign, the senator of North of South Carolina. He is now a former candidate. We have a lot going on. Plus, after those calls I just mentioned, we will let you hear what the former speaker, Kevin McCarthy, has to say about that gang of eight. And also, Matt Gates has now released a 13-minute uh, documentary, that's what he's calling it, on the fall of the former speaker. We'll let you hear a bit of that. 1-800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. everybody. On Talk Radio 77 WABC. And we are back on this busy, busy Sunday night. I'm here with you until 1 a.m., Dominic Carter. If you're having a hard time getting through on the phones, we have a lot of calls. You can also send me a comment on Twitter, at Dominic TV, at Dominic TV. But understand, I may use it live. Uh, You can also follow me on Twitter. Just imagine the situation where, according to the New York Times, the FBI approached Mayor Adams. Now, just imagine this. At all times, uh, I'm just going to use a um, a small number because I don't want to get into security protocol for the mayor of New York. But at all times, you have a minimum of three to four officers, heavily armed officers. You would never know it. Because I know going back to the Dinkins years, they would often dress the way the mayor dressed sometimes. So if Dinkins was going to play tennis, some of them had on tennis outfits and you wouldn't know it. And so they're heavily armed under their jackets, the men and women of the NYPD. And just imagine the mayor of New York city comes out of an event. And here are some FBI agents telling the people that are assigned to protect Eric Adams' life to stand down. Each side has firearms, and I'm sure the FBI is showing the the warrant, but each side has firearms, and it could end up being a nightmare of a situation. And I'm sure... 
the members of the NYPD had to pick out, take out their radios as the agents are in the mayor's vehicle with the mayor. I'm sure that, or even beforehand, the NYPD officers had to radio into the intelligence division, and I mean the head of the intelligence division, to say, what do we do? I'm sure the FBI could not give them much notice because they don't want the mayor to know that they're coming. And if you tip off the NYPD, the mayor is going to know. And so you have the FBI agents saying, stand down, NYPD, stand down. Your number one mission is that you never leave the mayor unless the mayor's going to the restroom or something like that, or he's in a private room and he tells you that it's private and he's okay and no one has access in or out. So imagine that situation where the FBI says, stand down, and then they take the mayor into his vehicle. I, in 40 years of reporting, I have never heard of a situation like that. Let's go to Larry in Brooklyn. Good evening, Larry. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good evening, Dominic. I never heard such a ridiculous call from Michael from New Jersey before that proof that Eric Adams is innocent is because they hired, they elected a worse mayor than than Mayor Lightfoot. Uh, It made no sense. The fact of the matter is, is that uh, as Eric Adams is, is guilty, there's no doubt about it, but it's not an either-or situation. This is a very corrupt administration, and uh, they, it didn't, doesn't matter how guilty Eric Adams is. They would not have prosecuted him had he not gone against the administration. That is the key with Biden. You go against him because he's got so little credibility to run on. That, that's the key. That's the key, Larry, with any presidential administration. And, you know, I'm going to let you finish. Sometimes you folks call up. I'm not going to say you necessarily. And it's being naive to the political process. This is exactly why politicians don't stand up to members of their own party, because it can mean career suicide or an indictment to come simply for challenging someone of your own party. Larry, I'm going to give you your say. I want you to hold on. I want to bring in Norman in Brooklyn, and I want you two guys to hash this out live on the radio. Larry, continue with your point. Norman is listening, then Norman is going to respond. Go right ahead. I think I think me and Norman agree, especially on this. You see, when this migrant crisis first no, came... No, I don't know about Eric that. Adams, it says here, It says here, Norman says the FBI is out of control. So let's establish that. Norman, do you, is that your position that you believe the FBI is out of control? Yes, I think okay. the federal government's out of control. Okay, but I'm asking. But I'm asking about the FBI. I'm not asking solely sure. about the solely about the. Okay, so now Larry, continue, please. Okay, um, basically, Eric Adams was his own worst enemy because when the migrants came here, he decided he's going to he's going to be like Gandhi. Gandhi has nothing to do with the political situation. That's India. He's going to be, he wants, he wanted to showcase himself for the progressives. Hey, look at me. I'm so virtuous. I'm like, we got got all of that, Larry. Wait, Larry, Larry, I have limited time. You can't go on and on and on. We got all of that. What Adams did. I need you to focus on the FBI aspect so that Norman can respond. I'm getting to that. Okay. When? Yeah. 
Now, okay, he got it up to his neck, and then he had to reverse himself, and he started stepping on the toes of the administration inadvertently. We know that, Larry. We know that. You're telling us what we already know. All right. They just do the bidding. The FBI just does whatever the administration tells them to do. They're not acting on their own. They just, they're lackeys, basically, of, of Biden and whoever controls Biden. And everybody should know that, including Norman. Okay, so now let's listen to Norman. Norman, go right ahead live. Uh, I'm not a lawyer like Larry, so I don't know the ins and outs. But I, I, I look, I, I think, uh, look, I think since, from my perspective, since January 6th, I've seen a lot of things that I think are just absolutely crazy, unconstitutional and crazy. So I look, I, 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 I'm no fan of Mayor Adams, um, but I, you know, I, I, somebody dropped a dime on him, and uh, it was uh, obviously within, you know, within his party, and uh, just from this reaction, you know, the FBI, I, I just, you know, I, I just, uh, I can't believe I'm living in this country. I just can't believe, I can't believe the way it is, and 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 uh, I, in my opinion, everything is everything comes back to Barack Obama. I think he's I think he's there. He's the president. He's he's calling the shots. Um, the potato sitting in the White House just just listens. And, uh, you know, that and the, the globalists are with are with okay, Barack so, Obama. So, so so then so then I mean, I hear you on Obama, but let's let's come back to reality. So sure. what does the FBI it, it, you said that the FBI is the out FBI, of control. The How FBI are they out of control? Is, the FBI has become has become like the stormtroopers for our federal government. They do whatever you know, whatever. Uh, just, just look at the treatment of Donald Trump. Just, just and and Eric Adams is uh, he stepped out of line a little bit, and now he's getting hurt. And that's you know that's it. Now now I, I believe he has a chance, but he won't. He's not that type of a person. He doesn't have the cojones to do this. Uh, I think he should turn on the party. And screw it all. Because no, I think and, either and, way and, he'll and, make. And if he does that, what about his future? Come on, Norman. I, I think mean, he'll have a future, but it may, it may not be. Look, Norman, I don't think he'll Norman, have a, much Norman, of a future. It, if he turns on the party, you think he's getting it now? Wait till you see what'll happen if he turns on the party. Why do you people think people need he, to turn why, on the party? No, if the party no, is acting. Okay, if but, the party but, is okay, acting unconstitutional. Okay, then then okay, people need you, to turn you, on okay, it. Okay, you you may feel that way, Norman. But I'm in the world of political reality. The real okay. world. You you may you know okay. you you may say turn on them. That's not realistic, un, un, okay. unless unless a person unless unless a politician has a death wish. Okay, it really well, it really uh, is that simple. We're 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 head, we're all heading towards a death wish if we all just sit back and and let this government become to, uh, absolutely totalitarian. We have to have a death wish. Every one of us has to have a death wish. Okay, so, la- we're, so now we're going to, to hell. Let's listen to Larry. Let's hear what Larry has to say. Go right ahead, Larry. Okay, yeah, Norman, you should not undercut yourself. You don't have to be a lawyer. You got, you're right on the, the finger of the truth there. Because uh, the, F- the FBI has become the stormtroopers, and that, is a, that was a very, very revealing point. They have become the stormtroopers of the administration. They're afraid to be in- – they're not afraid to be in- – they're not allowed to be independent. And I think Christopher Ray is like a captive, and so is uh, this, this, this is Merrick Garland. There are tr- forces at bay, and Obama is certainly behind it. There are forces at bay that control – these people out okay, of you know what, You know what I find okay? amazing, Larry? That's what's going on. You're, you're, you're the same what? guy 
that would be calling Adams the biggest crook in the world. And now you're arguing the exact opposite because it goes against Biden. No, he is the biggest crook in the world. But you got to understand something. Crooks stick together. They ordinarily would. But in this case, when crooks go against each other, they become the biggest enemies because they're both corrupt as hell. Okay? That's mm. the point. Mm. Well, Larry in Brooklyn, Norman in Brooklyn, my friends, thank you for the call. David in Los Angeles, good morning, good evening, David. What's on your mind? First of all, we're never going to hear Eric Adams complain about Biden or open borders or needing more federal help. His lips have just been sealed shut. I believe that it is based on Obama putting the order in because I think Biden's just too la-la land to even care or know to be this upset. And Obama, I believe, is vindictive. The FBI does not go after a Democratic mayor of New York City unless the order is put in demanding that they do it. They don't just do it on their own. And thirdly, yeah, the FBI knows what's going on at all times. Everybody's a whistleblower. Dominic. I'm a former activist in L.A. People would call me from the mayor's office all the time telling me the bad stuff that he was doing. They you know, let's say you're his receptionist or you work in the mayor's office. Well, that doesn't mean you like the mayor. So you call the FBI. The FBI knows everything. So the question I have for you, Dominic, is knowing that this is no accident. They know exactly what they're going to get him on. Do you think he steps down? Or do you think he goes to jail? Well, well no, no, no. To answer your question, no mayor in their right mind would step down because even if they have the goods on you, you staying in office is the only leverage that you have. Uh, for no, example, for, deal, for example, for example, if you notice when Spitzer stepped down, they left him alone. If you step down before your case is resolved, and we're, we're, we're making a big jump here because we don't know what the FBI has. We don't know if charges are coming. We just don't know. What, what, what we do know is a very bad uh, public relations uh, situation. But no, it, he would be the biggest fool in the world. I don't think any lawyer would let him step down. That's the no, only leverage. Deal, you, go I'm ahead. saying to give him a deal. I'm saying to give him a deal like, hey, step down and you won't go to jail. Okay, but wait, wait, wait. I, I agree it doesn't look good, but I can't jump the gun and say that he's definitely going to face criminal charges. I don't know. Well, okay, I know, I know you can't do that, and I know I'm just a voice and just a caller, but I'm here to tell you the FBI rarely loses we had four city councilmen here in L.A. Oh, oh I'm, well I, I'm well aware. I'm well aware. I say to people all the time, if, if the feds come at you, especially the Southern District of New York, uh, if you're smart, you'll, you'll take a deal, and they, they offer uh, deals that are not too good. But first of all, if you want to fight them, and of course the mayor of New York will raise the money, but if you want to fight them at a minimum, at a minimum, you got to have a, a half a million liquid. I didn't say worth a half a million. You got to be a half a million, 500,000 liquid just for your attorney to go to trial. And then you have to add, and, and the feds are very good at stalling it out, stalling it out until you no longer have any money. And then good luck with that. 
So I, I don't yeah. know. I don't want to jump the gun, David. I, we don't know what's going on. But I can tell you, I can tell you this. I can tell you this. And we see all your calls coming in, folks. We'll get to them in just a second. For the FBI to approach the mayor on the street of, first of all, let me backtrack. For the FBI to let him board the plane and head to Washington and then step on, on his uh, campaign person. And believe me, David, as you know, uh, a 25-year-old young lady might hold up for all of um, two minutes uh, b- b- before, before, b- before, before the feds flip her. I give her two minutes, a 25-year-old young lady. Uh, that's number one. And so they make sure Adams is out of town, right? And then he comes back immediately, which does not look good. It does not look good. And then days later, to me, the smart move would have been, but I don't know what Mayor Adams knows. The smart move would have been to continue with his day in D.C. That would have been the smart move. They weren't move. let him do that. They kicked his ass back to New York. They weren't letting him in that wait, meeting wait, to complain. Well, but it's my understanding that he was scheduled to be in the meeting. So I, I, I don't I know, know. I know. That's what I'm saying. He was scheduled to be in the meeting. It's like the Godfather, you know. And then it's like, no, nah, man, you're not coming into this meeting. Here's FBI charges on your uh, fundraiser. Get back there. You're not coming into this no, White House. No, 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 no. But, but 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 it doesn't work like that. They they're way too smooth. They you you don't see the kiss of death. Thank you for the call. You don't see the kiss of death uh, coming. The only time you see it is when the feds <laughs> make the indictment. Uh, almost like Senator Menendez situation where you know that they're coming and you, you've got a court appearance with the feds and you better bring your A game because believe me, the feds are going to bring their A game. And I am just stating, folks, in 40 years of experience, I have never seen a situation like this where you approach the mayor of New York City and tell his police officers his detail to stand down while you issue a warrant for his cell phone and for his iPads with him in a vehicle does not look good, does not smell right. I don't know if he's a victim of politics. I don't know if Biden is behind this, but you better believe somebody in a very powerful position is. We will be right back. Carter, everybody. everybody. On Talk Radio 77 WABC. A lot going on, folks. The first migrants to arrive at Floyd Bennett Field snub their nose at it and they demand to leave. Seems like none of you folks want to talk about that. The topic at hand, we have Tim Scott dropping out of the presidential race. A lot going on. You folks want to focus on Mayor Adams. And what has happened uh, with the FBI? This, this of course, uh, broke on Friday night. So, to me, what that says is somebody was in damage control mode because news that if they really wanted to burn them, it would have been dropped on a Monday morning. Within the story has tremendous legs to last all week. When you drop it on a Friday night, the public is not paying attention. 
It's for the Saturday papers or online Saturday services that nobody really pays attention to. So that that was the good for uh, for Mayor Adams. But how? And let me tell you, folks, how I know this is very very serious. Notice the mayor is not using the charge of racism. He's not saying anything. He's he's lawyered up with a top uh, law firm that handles federal cases. And uh, he has not really said much. Really hasn't said much. It's very, very interesting. Let's go to Stefano, Putnam County. Good evening, Stefano. What's on your mind? Good evening, Dominic. Thank you. I agree with everything you're saying. The one thing I want to say is that I do feel that the FBI does have significant evidence on why they're doing what they're doing. I do not call them corrupt in this regard. I know a lot of the callers say that, oh, they're corrupt, they become weaponized. What people have to realize, the ones that have become politicized, like the ones who went into Mar-a-Lago, were out of the Washington field office. There's many different field offices with the Federal Bureau of Investigation. So to sit there and say, well, they've all become corrupt, uh, that's such a, a strong allegation. Uh, you know, I, I've known and met them personally, some guys that work there, and they're not all corrupt, i.e. the whistleblowers that come forward whenever there is corruption going on. There's still good men and women working there, and I feel that the reason why they're on this case is because it has to deal with the international aspect of it with Turkey. Something that Curtis Lee will always brought up and is bringing up and actually accurately predicted. So we feel they have rock hard evidence. And I agree with you to approach them and to have his security team stand down and get into the vehicle at that moment in time. That is a very serious matter. And I agree with everything you're saying. And I really feel that the position of mayor will be opening up soon. And, uh, you know, I, I really feel they have something on this guy. That's all I wanted to say, Dom. Well, thank you for the call. But, I mean, thank you, Stefano. Imagine, folks, how this situation could have gone. Just imagine, right? Heavily armed NYPD officers, their job, they could lose their job if they leave the mayor's side. That's their number one issue to protect the mayor, the number one responsibility they have. And the FBI shows up, according to the New York Times, stand down. So you've got a number of police officers. I'm sure the FBI had uh, high-ranking officials there. They had to. Because what happens if all of a sudden guns are drawn? We don't know you're the FBI. Prove it. Prove it. Prove it. They pull out their guns. FBI pulls out their guns, responding. Mayor Adams in his vehicle, but don't know, know what's going on. Well, at that point, he wasn't in his vehicle. I have never heard of a situation like this in my life where the FBI gets into the mayor's, for, for all the alleged corruption during my friend, uh, who's now deceased, Ed Koch, who I got to know and he became a good personal friend, I never heard of the feds approaching him and telling his police detail, stand down as they got into a vehicle with him, right? So if you're Mayor Adams, just imagine this situation. You don't really know what these agents are going to do when you get in that vehicle. 
I mean, I would hope that they had informed the head of his security by then. You know, we have a warrant. Here's the warrant. But I'm surprised that the NYPD would completely stand down and let the FBI get into a vehicle alone with the mayor of New York City. Let's go to Chris in the Catskills. Good evening, Chris. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic. Uh, This is very interesting. I think what's happening to Mayor Adams, if he ends up having to leave office, I heard Curtis Sliwa bring it up the last few nights that the New York City public advocate would take over. I just verified that on the Internet. Temporarily, temporarily. But go ahead. Well, so Curtis was saying that uh, Jamani Williams would ruin the city within six hours. So that he, you know, for the for his for Curtis's love of the city, he would like to see Mayor Adams stay in office, even though he hates Mayor Adams. But here's the thing. If uh, this does happen that way, it could spell the end, the beginning of the end for the socialist movement in New York State, because it's going to expose how they put up these candidates that aren't qualified to. Uh, wait, 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 wait. What, what does the socialist movement have to do with this? Jamani Williams is a socialist. Right, right, right. Okay, okay, okay. Well, he doesn't identify himself that way. And, and, yes, he does. Okay, well, I know him quite well personally, and I've never heard him identify himself that way. Maybe, maybe, well, he's, but, he's, but what does that have to do? You're making a lot of jumps here, Chris. What does that have <laughs> to do? What does that have to do with the end of the socialist movement? He would be the mayor temporarily until an election is held. Now, he would have an advantage having served in the office, running for for election, but it would be temporarily. What does that have to do with the socialist movement? Because for campaigning purposes, he identifies as a socialist to get those people behind him. He got twice as many votes. Okay, he would be the mayor temporarily. What does this have to do with the socialist movement? How would it be the end? Go ahead, go ahead. If he does that bad of a job, oh, of how do you make temporary how do you make run that, of the city? It will that, show that how the do you make that assumption? Of doing how do you make that assumption that that he won't do a good job? I I happen to agree with you that he probably wouldn't do a good job. But how can you make that jump? You you, you don't have a crystal ball. You don't know what he would do as mayor. I mean, we have an idea. Thank you for the call, Chris, and have a uh, a good morning. Let's go to Al in Yonkers. Good evening, Al. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Uh, good morning, Dominic. You know, I just wanted to say with regards to the way the FBI handled, uh, you know, telling the mayor's uh, intelligence, uh, his security detail to step aside, I thought the FBI did that in poor taste. Uh, and also, uh, I think the mayor... Uh, you know, okay, what I like wait, about wait, Mayor Al, Adams. Al, Al, yes. you, you said the FBI did it in poor taste, right? Yeah, so, I mean, because so like wait, you said, wait, 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 hold on, hold yeah. on, hold on. You and yeah. I are agents, yeah. and a judge has signed off on this warrant, and the head of the office says, this is how you're going to do it. So, I mean, how can you say the agents acted in poor taste? If, if, the, if, the, if the command came from the top, it is what it is. Yeah, no, that's exactly. I meant more like the top, the top okay. guys could have okay. done it better than the agents. Of course, the agents have to follow protocol. But but you're, but you're it. you're assuming that they didn't want the public embarrassment. They had to know what yes. what they had to know within a matter of hours. This would leak out. They had to know. 
And exactly. It's, yeah. and, and this is why they did it that way. But go ahead, Al. Yeah, I, yeah, no, I agree you 100% what you said. You know, I just wanted to say, you know, what I, uh, I believe that they did come after Mayor Adams, my own personal beliefs, probably for him coming out uh, and questioning uh, the problem with the migrants. Uh, what I do like about Mayor Adams is uh, he, he gives people second chances, and I think he was much better, a much better mayor than we would have had with any of his opponents in the Democratic primary. They were all too liberal. I, I hear you. Thank you for the call, Al. You know, I, what, what, I would have, I, what I wish the mayor would have done, plain and simple, because when he went against Biden, I could have told you right then and there, that's career suicide, to be honest about the situation. What he should have done was get out there and turn those buses around himself. But he was afraid to do that because he didn't want to have an enemy in terms of the far left. Well, look at who the enemy might be right now, the Justice Department. We have a lot to uh, brief you folks on this morning. Hour number two is coming up. Tim Scott out in the presidential race. We will be right back. One man has a talk show on 77 WABC, and that man's name is... It's Dominic Carter. I am him. And with us now, Dominic Carter. Nice to be with you, Dominic. It gets better. You need to talk to Dominic Carter. It's about to go down. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. On Talk Radio 77 WABC. Breaking news, WABC. Tim Scott has suspended his 2024 presidential campaign. The senator from South Carolina unexpectedly, unexpectedly announced Sunday, just a few hours ago, that he was suspending his campaign as polls show him failing to gain traction in a race that we all know has been dominated by former President Donald Trump. He explained to former Congressman Trey Gowdy on the uh, Fox News program Sunday night in America that when he goes back to Iowa, it will not be as a presidential candidate. But when I go back to Iowa, it will not be as a presidential uh, candidate. I am suspending my campaign. I I think the voters... Uh, who are the most remarkable people on the planet, have been really clear that they're telling me uh, not now, Tim. I don't think they're saying, Trey, no, but I do think they're saying not now. And so I'm going to respect the voters and I'm going to hold on and keep working really hard and uh, look forward to another opportunity. You are, you are suspending Trey? your presidential campaign. You, you, you have... You have plenty of money. You have the highest approval numbers of any candidate that is running. And you're you're a couple of states away from coming to a state where you are beloved and you are suspending your presidential campaign. You, you know, uh, Romans 8, 20, such an important uh, scripture it says that uh, all things work together for good for those who love God and are called according to his purpose. Uh, I think the message is clear for me right now. Uh, I, I am indeed uh, suspending the campaign, but I, I am going to remain as committed to making sure that this country uh, chooses the right person by enjoying the journey of uh, just helping people 
everywhere throughout South Carolina and through our country. Uh, we have an amazing country. I'm very thankful to be in America. We should all be proud of this country. Uh, I was a kid, Trey, as you know, uh, nearly failed out of high school as a freshman. And here I am uh, running for president just a few minutes ago. I'm trying, I, I'm trying to process this, this information, and, and I'm trying to do it uh, on, on live television, so forgive me. And that was the literally the announcement that Tim Scott is out. We're dealing also this morning with the situation of the first migrants to arrive at Floyd Bennett Field. They had the nerve, the nerve to say, take us back to where we were. This is what should happen. Oh. Oh, oh, you're declining to accept your new assignment? Well, you no longer have shelter in the city of New York. How about that? How about that? You don't want to say, oh, oh, my kids, I have to get them to school. I understand all of that. But enough is enough. Free, free, free has to end. We don't know what's going to happen with Mayor Adams. We don't even know if he's going to be charged. But free, free, free may bring down the mayor of New York City because of free, free, free. Perhaps infighting between two major Democrats. We're taking your calls on that. Also, ex-speaker Kevin McCarthy considering whether to run for re-election to his house seat, house seat, But he's greatly criticizing the gang of eight that led to his demise. Rightfully so. He should be criticizing them. Notably, Matt Gates. Gates has the nerve to release a 13-minute movie titled Gaveled Out on McCarthy's being ouster, being gone. We're going to let you hear some of that. And uh, the anti-Semitism continuing to rise Oh, a lot is going on, but we see your calls and you folks want to talk about Mayor Adams. So let's and I see Audrey wants to talk about uh, Tim Scott dropping out. But let's go first. Let's go first to Steve in Manhattan. Good morning, Steve. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. All right, Dom. And um, first thing with Eric Adams, I, I would say that the FBI actually called his office and said they were going to. You know, they wanted to speak to him because there's no way you walk up on a guy who's walking around with armed guys and they don't know who you are. And it's him uh, going into the vehicle with the FBI and none of his details there. It's possible they offered him, said, do you want them to come in and possibly hear what we're going to say to you? And this could leak out. Steve, there's only but so many seats in the SUV. You can't have all those agents in all those officers in there with the agents and the mayor. But go ahead. But, but he could have had one person who's with him, one of his aides. But, in there but that's him. under the assumption that the FBI wanted local PD in there. They they may not have wanted anybody in there, but go ahead. All right. That's that's uh, fine with me. But the thing is, um, people are worrying about who's running the city. The country is basically the big cities, especially New York City, are run by the hard left. The hard left is having right. a Steve, field Steve, day you now. Say, you say that every call, every call. I, you, when was the last ahead. time I called you? Okay. Yeah, but I'm saying, but they're having a, a field day, the hard left. They're right. running up but a you score. say the same thing every single time, the hard left. I just, I just want you to tell me something a little different. All right, I'll tell you something different. Uh, listen, the hard left will fight with each other. 
It's not, it's not unusual for them to fight with each other for power. Once you get into that position of power, you will fight and you want to get to the top thing. You want to be the mayor or the senator or the governor, especially the governorship Correct. of New York. Correct. is prestigious. Correct. So that's, that's not a problem here. I understand what they do at those levels. But the people who support them, who vote for them, they're not going to change their ways. There's a lot of naive people out there. But I would also want to say something about the illegals coming into the country. Folks, this, Dominic, this could not happen unless the establishment permits it to happen. There is no way you let the country get flooded the way it does, have people come in here unchecked, and they just flood. And they're going all around the country. They might go into the big cities, but there are contractors and businesses say, listen, we need 10 guys or 12 guys, and then all of a sudden they're flying on a plane to Oklahoma and working out on a, in a warehouse somewhere. So they're going all over the country, and they're flooding the country. And to me, this is a takeover of America. That, that basically is a takeover when you do something like that. You're, you're, in, you're, going, you're making bigger congressional districts. You're, you're giving more power to certain congressional districts when you're flooded with different people from, from all over the third world. And it seems that the bottom line is the establishment wants this to happen or it would not happen. Fair point. Steve, I thank you for the uh, call. Look forward to chatting with you in the future. Let's stay in Manhattan. Max, good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic. I think if we're going to look at Adams, I think we should also look at who's controlling him, like uh, his puppet master, Frank Carone. If nothing is happening to Frank Carone, I would say Adams is being set up. He's going to be the fall guy. Mm. Well, I again, we're making a big assumption yes, that, I mean, we're all, that charges. I mean, we're all, that's what a lot of us did. We're all brainstorming here, throwing in different ideas. I, I would, I would say this that um, the way that the uh, feds have acted here indicate that they mean serious, serious business, and they're not joking around. And remember, we don't know really what they're really looking at. We, we, don't, we know that, it, you know, the reports say whether the Turkish government benefited from Adams' 2021 mayoral campaign, but we really don't know exactly what they're looking at, Max. Okay, but it, if you're if the guy who's running the show, or at least Ryan running Mayor Adams, and but, nothing but, happens, but, to but, him, but you can't. A, but but, but I, hey, no, no, notice I didn't follow up on that. Notice I didn't because that's just one of his lead guys. That doesn't mean that he's running uh, Eric Adams. That's just his lead guy. Why do you make the, wait, wait, Max? Why do you make the assumption that he's running Adams? He. It, the the whole thing with the, oh well when even before this thing with Turkey bro- breaks out, mm-hmm. Frank Cologne takes a trip to Azerbaijan. Mm-hmm. These and and and, and uh, Adams gets uh, goes to Turkey X amount of times. This we're talking about local politics where these guys should be taking care of their stuff, right? Not now. This, now, not if you say they're boys, if you say they're boys, I would agree with that. But but from what we know publicly uh, thus far, thank you for the call, Max. It doesn't mean. Uh, necessarily that um, that he's running Eric Adams. Let's see what Russ in White Plains has to say. Good morning, Russ. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. And I, and I love you. I want to start it off with that, okay? Okay. But, okay. So I'd like to know, have you heard about the welfare check that the police did on Suggs before they arrested, uh, before they took away Eric Adams' phones? Yes. What's your point? 
My point is that Adams knew it was coming. And, you know, I think John Lewis survived. No, no, that does not mean that he knew it was coming. You can you can speculate Uh that they knew something was coming. You can speculate. That's why Internal Affairs uh, audit this. We could speculate all day Uh long, Russ. You can't put connect the dots based on speculation. But go ahead. Well, so how, why do you think they did a welfare check hours before they took Eric Adams' phone? But Who told them we, I, I don't know. And, and, oh, okay. see, and see, that's something that I really don't want to speculate on. I guess I have okay. my journalist hat on because, <laughs> yeah. because okay. what, yeah. we don't know if, if the young lady's behavior was a bit odd. We don't know. We don't know. Yeah. We don't know. Yeah. I mean, we well, just don't know. But go ahead. Well, well, you know, for Steve, the hard left is basically saying this is more a message to Turkey to back off, uh, you know, Israel, because Turkey's taking a hard line with Israel and Gaza, and that this is more a message to Turkey. So that's my message to Steve. No, no, I, I disagree like- with that. This is a direct message. When you tell the mayor's security detail to stand down and get into his vehicle, you're sending a very serious, threatening message that we're not playing around. Dominic, if a guy in a suit came up to you and said, we're here to take away the mayor's phones, I don't think they were going to give him an argument. I mean, come on, these are civilized law enforcement personnel. There wasn't going to be a shootout. uh, (laughs) Russ, I I don't think you understand. Their Mm -hmm. job is not to leave the mayor's side. That's their job. Thank you for the call, Russ. That's their job, not to leave his side, period. And then you have FBI agents with a warrant. And, you know, now I'm speculating. I don't know if they had on FBI jackets because you can't do that because if you have on FBI jackets, the mayor's going to know. They're going to see you a mile away unless maybe they waited until the very last second to put on FBI jackets. And we don't know if, if they got a, a phone call ahead to the commander of the intelligence division. We just don't know. I can tell you this. A lot of information is going to come out this week. Audrey in Brooklyn. Good morning, Audrey. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. Boy, I used to love the um, Mission Impossible, but this is really more interesting. I have three comments. One, um, Eric Adams blew it. Um, I feel something must be wrong. I don't know what, and I don't want to speculate. I'll just wait and see. But when he left the meeting in Washington after hearing about the um, the uh, raid of one of his uh, fundraisers, Right there, that was a, t- a sign of, uh-oh, um, something's wrong. It was a sign you know, of desperation. But go ahead. And then um, the fact that that he's constantly, he, they, the FBI um, apparently had jurisdiction over the um, any any New York City police officers, but I'm sure they identified themselves. They had a warrant, and they and actually returned these items. Um, 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 I heard recently or whatever. He got the phone and iPad back. But my thing is yeah, that, that 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 means nothing, Audrey. They, 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 they've already, they, they've already just, copied every detail that's on the iPhone and think, every okay. detail that's on okay. the iPad. So well, because, because, that? what I'm saying is no one's mentioned that. But, but because you get it back, it means absolutely nothing. It means wrong. nothing. Go ahead. Wrong. Something stinks. Okay. I just I don't know what it is, but he can claim not being um, um, doing anything. But you don't run. Uh, to protect something if you didn't do anything. That's my take on it. Another thing, um, Tim Scott, 
he was such an embarrassment. and I'm glad he's gone because after oh. showing his okay, wait, 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 Audrey, wait, wait, wait. Let's now let's be careful now. Careful? Yeah, do, 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 you really do you you understand what you're saying? The comment about his girlfriend. You do understand what you're really stating. Excuse me. I don't know what you heard. I said, I'm surprised that after he showed his girlfriend, he decided to drop out because one, I didn't believe it. And I think the fact that he did not have a girlfriend is one of the reasons why he had to bail out because he's throwing all this Christian religious stuff out. But personally, I, you know, there's something different about a man that at his age have no girlfriend and no recognition of a female. I'll tell you this much. I'll tell you this much. But Maybe, wait, a minute. wait, I'm so, gonna, I'm gonna let you finish. Just, just let me. About wait, his girlfriend. Wait, I'm See, not. Just please let me speak. Okay. Um, the the cynic in me says there's no way in hell at this point he drops out of the race just like this. Something happened. We may not ever know what it is. Somebody, mm-hmm. somebody says, Senator, you're out of this race, and if you don't, here's what's gonna drop. Something happened, but go ahead, Audrey. Before I move on, I agree with that. You know, I just that's just my take on it. It's like um, all of a sudden today he gets on the Fox show and say I'm I'm quitting. He could have he could have sent the email. He could have something about that. You're right about that thing. And one other thing, when I heard about the, the um the I don't call them illegals. I just call the folks that seeking shelter turned down um 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 Floyd Bennett um um a park. Oh. Be careful I what you're saying. How be dare careful. you? Okay, but be wait, wait, be Audrey. Audrey, I thought I thought you loved the migrants. Oh, uh, I love people. I love humanity. I don't like the fact. Oh, that but but now but now but now you've come over to my side and and no, turned. No, I'm not on your side. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just think I said I said how the hell did? Oh, excuse me. How dare you refuse something when you don't have anything? Right. So at this point, go back. To the, on a boat and, and not boat because um, nobody came here on their own free will except the other people, but I didn't. But if you're going to complain, then go someplace else, as Mars or whatever, because that was the most disrespectful thing they could have done to themselves. And at this point, I don't care if they get shelter or not. I just hope the children don't have to suffer because of that nonsense. Mm. That's okay. dude, I've been to Floyd Bennett. It's kind of open, but. You know, it beats laying on the street. Try laying on the street 27 degrees in New York City. What well, did they call this weekend? <laughs> uh, yes. Thank you for the call, Audrey. And, I, and I'm glad I'm glad you're in rare form there. And I'm glad you're back from uh, recently losing, losing, excuse me, uh, your, your, uh, your mother. Um, I don't know, folks. This situation with Mayor Adams. Um, and, you know, to think that it started out with, I'm the Biden of Brooklyn. And Biden's in town, and they one big wet kiss, wet and one big wet kiss from Adams to Biden, and Biden, brother, I love you, because they were each using each other. Adams was measuring the drapes of the White House, and Biden said, "I'm going to use this prominent black man to take me to the promised land." Term number two, and then Adams got out of the box. Adam said, oh, no, I'm not going to take the fall for this. This is all you in terms of the migrants. That's why, Mayor Adams, you just should have turned the buses around. That's all you had to do. Who cares what the left had to say? They didn't have any power to have you indicted. And we don't know if that's what this is all about. Yeah, they would have gave you hell for a little bit. So what? You're the mayor. 
You fix it a year down the road, right before the campaign. Now look at the situation. The mayor, and here's the bad part for for Mr. Adams. He does not know when the next shoe is going to drop. That is not a good position to be in. Let's go to Linda, Long Island. Good morning, Linda. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hi, Dom. I was just wondering, I want to make this fast because I don't know if you remember. Uh, I really didn't know too much about it. But this whole thing, you know, the whole thing with uh, the mayor. Um, When uh, the city controller, John Liu, who is around now and still, uh, you know, still in government, um, his... um, uh, uh, campaign. He was. Uh, what is this? Um, Linda, your, your you phone know, is cracking. Your phone. Your phone is cracking. So I need you to try and hurry up and get to your point. Yeah. Okay. So this guy, um, Pan. His name was Pan. P A N. He was um, funneling a lot of money to the kids campaign. They were illegal donations. They indicted him on it. Right. Um, and I just want to know what you remember about how they uh, handled I, I that. Remember, I remember loosely, but they, they didn't get Lou. And certainly, they didn't get him. And certain, no, it, it, yeah. if, uh, he left office for a while, but they didn't get Lou. Yeah, but he came yeah. back. Linda, yeah, I, he I have back. to end the call because your, your phone yeah. is crackling. But thank you. Um, thank you so much. It's, it's not your fault. You, you don't know. Um, and that's why Linda brings up a good point. Because if it wasn't Adams directly, the FBI, the Justice Department, I believe the Southern District of New York, and they are no joke. Believe me, folks, when I tell you, no joke. If you're a regular guy and you want to fight back against the uh, Southern District of New York, you better mortgage your house. You better find a way to come up with a half a million liquid in a matter of a week just to pay for legal counsel. I believe their conviction rate is high 90s, high 90s. I I know I'm going to regret this, but I'm going to go to Melvin in the Bronx. Good morning, Melvin. No history lessons. Go right ahead. Well, don't forget to listen to past are doing to make mistakes. Melvin, don't this make me cut. Melvin, cool. don't make me cut you off. No history lessons. Go ahead with your point. I'm a firm believer in solution. This is pure speculation. They returned, the FBI returned this, all this so-called equipment. Just an investigation. So wait a minute, wait, 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 Melvin, because they returned yeah. the equipment, what does that mean? I'm getting to a solution. I need and you to get to the point quickly, but go ahead. I'm saying what well, is pure speculation. You can take that any racetrack, any casino. An arrest is not an uh, investigation, not an arrest, and arrest is not a conviction. Nobody Melvin, 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 you do realize this is the mayor of New York City, right? So what? Melvin, you do realize the mayor of New York City is not treated like John Doe. You do by the, by by prosecutors. You do realize it's just that, right? An Wait, Melvin, you do realize. For them to take his phones and uh, uh, they were returned. Excuse me, sir. They. What is wrong with people? They returned them after they copied everything that was on them. Duh! And, and, Don't you understand and, that defeats the whole point of returning it? They got who you. Who was arrested? If something was arrested, Melvin. If something's on those phones, if something's on those iPads, they got you. 
the moment they copy it. And nobody got arrested. Melvin, Melvin, the feds don't work that way with a major politician. They investigated de Blasio for over a year. And then ultimately, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. And they ultimately decided, thank you for the call, Melvin. I I can't do this. I I tried to be nice and take his call. I need some. Matt Blaze, you got some aspirins in there? I need some aspirins now. Do you have some aspirins? Good for your contribution, (laughs) Melvin. Good for your contribution. I mean, they returned it. But they, if, if I'm listen, we don't know if anything's on those phones and and um, and those iPads. But if it is, they got you. They returned the product back after they copied. They got the best experts in the world. You get it back. Why do you think they sneak up on you and issue you you the warrant so that you don't have a chance to clean it up? And even if you clean it up, they have technicians that can find stuff. That's been erased. Let's go to Adam. Adam on Long Island. Good morning, Adam. What's on your mind? Good morning. I'm just driving from the airport from my job. Uh, you said something right about that conviction rate with the feds. But uh, you should get that advice from Mr. Donald Trump, sir. Because he sure needs to know that. Shouldn't he? No, oh man! I mean, Adam, nah, he don't Adam, need to know that. Huh? Adam, no, he doesn't. Yeah. You know, you know why? You know why? Why? Because why? It, this is the part that you have a hard time understanding. He's the former president of the United States. He is what you call a top dog, a big fish. Big fish are not treated like you and I. You do understand that, right? You do understand that big fish. The former president of the United States can hire the best lawyers that money can buy. You do understand that makes a major difference, right? Yeah, I know. Okay, did, so the did, law is didn't now? didn't didn't OJ get off? And we all know he was guilty. Didn't he get off? Wasn't so the he? Law what is wasn't for Trump? Than for of, us? of course. Listen, Adam, I can't deal with yeah. this. I can't deal with this. I can't. I can't deal with this. I'm sorry. I I just can't. To, for you to even ask me, Matt Blaze, for him to even ask, is the law the same? On the, on the books, of course it's the same for everybody. On the books. But if you don't think it's different for Trump, try being a prosecutor going after him. They will, they're going to pull out the best of the best of the best to go after him. Right. Like they say, is Secret Service coming to a normal court proceeding? If If... If, and it's a big if, he's in jail. There's going to be Secret Service in jail. And this is something that's never happened before. They don't even know what to do. So, yeah, it's different. Come well, on. It, I, it is different. And I, I contend that uh, Mr. Trump uh, is not going to jail. He, he may be convicted. I cannot see any scenario, especially considering he's the leading candidate to win the White House, of him going to jail. I just don't see it. That's why I said big if, big, big if. A big if. Thank you, Matt Plays. Let's see here. Let's go to Mike, our friend Mike in South Carolina. Good morning, Mike. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. I, I was I was laughing in a sense. You know, Matt, give me an aspirin. Give me some of the calls. It's like I, I would get into conversation with people, and they say, why are you stepping on my words? We both can't talk at the same time. 
You know, take take a breath. Mm-hmm. But Dom, Dominic, you know, kudos to you. Uh, well, here's the thing. My call to you uh, about Eric Adams. And Eric Adams, uh, you know what? You're going down, man. You're going down. And when you mess with the uh, Justice Department, like you said, and they're not giving you time to to gather up all your information, all your paperwork, and this and that. And you played on the gridiron, uh, uh, Dominic. I played on the diamond. And you know what? Here's an expression. Eric Adams, you couldn't hold the jock strap of Rudy Giuliani. And with your, you know, you're saying, oh, I'm the new Biden. Come on, people. Illegal aliens, like Curtis calls them. Carl, come to New York. Come to New York. And then he's inundated with illegals. And now he's reaching out to everybody to jump in and help. And then he, you know, he's got his $5,000 suit and he's got his hat extended for federal money. Well, you know what, Eric Adams, uh, you are going down and you're a disgrace in what you've done. And uh, uh, nobody should follow in your footsteps. Nobody. And Dominic, uh, all the best. And uh, some of the callers tonight, hey, people, take a chill pill. And I don't, I, I like when he said, I, I don't need a history lesson. <laughs> it, it goes on. Yeah. Dominic, thanks. Thank Mike, you thank you, thank you. I, I don't know what it is about that, but some people like to. I don't know if they feel they're educating me or they feel they're talking directly to the audience like they're a politician. Pass on the history lessons. Don't need your history lessons. And here's why. That's your version of history. Doesn't mean that it's accurate. So just say what you have to say and pass on the history lessons we see all your calls coming in i haven't even gotten to half of the stories that we want to uh, deal with this morning but we are going to take a break frank morano is standing by coming up at 1 a.m when i pass the mantle to him frank morano on the other side of midnight you folks are focusing in great deal on uh, mayor adams and the feds taking his uh his cell phone and um, his uh, laptops getting into his vehicle, telling his police detail. You have two different units of armed people, armed, highly trained NYPD officers whose job is to never leave the mayor's side, armed FBI agents executing a warrant. It could have been a disaster. I'll be right back. They say this is a big, rich town. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And we are back. Dominic Carter here with you, Talk Radio 77 WABC. We're taking your telephone calls. I have a ton of other stories to uh, deal with you folks uh, with this morning, but... um, Seems to be taking precedent of what happened to uh, to Mayor Adams. I still cannot believe the migrants, right? So on one of the uh, rap stations, right, in the morning, they, they used to do a segment, and um, they, would, they would give a little editorial, and then they would play this sound. And the person would say, you played yourself. You played yourself. Migrants, you played yourself. Bears repeating, migrants, you played yourself. How dare you show up your bus to Floyd Bennett Field? It's in the middle of nowhere. That's a good thing. Deterrent to get you to get out of the system. 
You can't get over for the next five, six, ten years while the rest of us are starving, barely surviving, paying taxes. You're bust to Floyd Bennett Field, and you have the nerve to look around and say, this is in the middle of nowhere. Put us back on the bus. I'm going back to my last assignment. You know, sure, you want to go back to the Hotel Manhattan, wherever you are, sure, right? But what the city should say, as uh, some of them rode the train back, the city should say, "Uh, excuse me, you boarding this bus is no longer an option. This bus traveled one way, one way. I don't care what the left tells you. This bus was a one-way trip. Either you take Floyd Bennett Field or sign this release, or you don't even have to sign it. You're out of the system. You go back to the back of the line. You don't have the choice anymore of going back to where you just came from. Who do you think you are? You're not paying a dime for any of this, and you refuse to take your new assignment when it's being done out of the goodness of the taxpayers and you have the nerve to say, no, that's not what you're doing. I thought, I thought, I thought you were fleeing political persecution. I thought it was so bad where you came from that your life was on the line. Another term that the kids use, use, It's called pimping, pimping, pimping the taxpayers 101. The nerve to say, no, we're not staying here. Well, then effectively, you're out of the system. You can stay here and stay warm, or you are at the end of the line. Let's continue with your calls. Joseph, Joseph in Manhattan. Good morning, Joseph. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Joseph, don't don't ignore the delay. Please go right ahead. Hi, um, I just want to hear your opinion. Uh, you know, the news came in that uh, Tim Scott. Yeah, Joseph, I, I hear we've been reporting it all night. What is what is your point, Joseph? Okay, Joseph, I'm, I'm about to move on to the next call. Joseph, okay, Joseph, I don't I don't know what's wrong there. Let's go to Viviana in uh, Brooklyn. Good morning, Viviana. What's on your mind? Good morning. I thank you very much for taking our calls. Uh, I wanted to call in to say happy Veterans Day to many of our military. My husband's been a military, um, uh, he is a military veteran from the Army. Mm -hmm. And um, the real reason, the other reason I called is I was very upset at what happened with these Um, pro-Hamas rioters at Grand Central Station. Uh, On Saturday, they pulled down American flags. Mm -hmm. And that's totally, totally unacceptable. Mm -hmm. And uh, I believe that Mayor Adams... Sir, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to uh, interrupt you. No, 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 no. Go ahead. I'm listening to you. Go ahead. Okay. That I believe that Mayor Adams is allowing uh, another summer of 2020 because BLM and Antifa have infiltrated those gangs. We can't handle that anymore. And he has to stop this. Agreed. There's a difference between making um, 
you know, making a point and then difference between that and vandalizing and disgracing the flag and uh, abusing the uh, police, NYPD. Agreed. They graffitied a police car. <laughs> Agreed. Well, I, I want you to do me a small favor. So I, I have to end the call now because there's a big crackle on your line, but I want you to promise that you or your husband will call back in the immediate future, next couple of days. Deal? Okay. I will call back. Okay, fantastic. Okay. Thank you. And uh, tell your husband to enjoy uh, Veterans Day and thank him on behalf of all of us uh, for, you know, this weekend for, for his service. And you said, I think you said the Army. Thank you very much. Let's go to Robert in Philadelphia. Good morning, Robert. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hi, Dominic. It's good to talk to you. Um, before I get to my point, I can't help laughing at these people seeing all the wrong in Trump when their president is taking millions in bribes. That just floors me, absolutely floors me. But at any rate, um, I'm watching this thing with Adams, and I see people on the right saying, yay, yay, good, that's what you get, ha-ha. And I see people on the left saying, oh, he's being railroaded, he's being railroaded. And technically, they're both right, okay? Um, He's getting out of line. We are living in a, one of the definitions of a police state, Dominic, is when the administration or the regime uses its law enforcement for political purposes, okay? And Trader Joe's administration has fit that bill to a T. And now he's turning it on Democrats. And for people who voted for Adams, I don't care if he's guilty or not. That's not what my point is, okay? If you like what's happening to him as much as you like what's happening to Trump, I can't help you. But to all you people that are seeing what's going on, you cannot support this administration. They are going to use it. They're getting all these IRS agents. They're arming them. They are preparing to do a lockdown on people, silence and fire and get rid of anybody who disagrees with them. And if you want to be happy because Adams is at the end of the gun now, that's fine. But look at the big picture. Please, it's not Adams. It's Biden's administration. And I really appreciate your time with that, Dominic. And if you don't have anything for me, I'll say good night to you, brother. Well, hey, Robert, I do, I do have a question. So we don't know what's going on. We don't know if Mayor Adams is the target of this. Uh, but I think it's safe to say that he is. Um, we don't know exactly what's going to happen. But what, what, what if this does not involve the Biden administration? What what if well, it's I, what if it's strictly I, I, on I, the merits? I'm sorry, um, because even if this even if Adams is guilty and they know about this, right? They've known about it since it happened. It's just like Biden's corruption, and they use it and they hold it over to Democrats. And if they don't go along with the program, like Melendez and like Adams. Adams was down in D.C. on a day to talk to Joe Biden about this when these guys showed up at his, just like Matt Taibbi, when he went to testify about the weaponization of government, two IRS agents showed up at his house. It's getting disgusting, and the guilt and the innocence of it is starting to lose its relevance to me. I see a police state, and I'm scared as hell about it. And I just want to give a shout-out to my daughter over there, still holding it down, and you have a great night, Dominic. Oh, she's still over there in the area of outskirts of Israel, correct? Well, she, she's on the Ford, the Gerald R. Ford. Okay, okay. Well, we, we wish her um, uh, uh, 
happiness as much as possible, given the situation and, of course, uh, being safe. Thank you so much, Robert, in Philadelphia for your call. Let's go to Brooklyn. Let's say good morning to John. John, what's on your mind? Dominic, I want to bring to yours and the audience's attention about a book I just discovered over at Amazon, written by former Wall Street uh, Journal journalist Azra Nomani. If her name is familiar, it's because she's helped lead the effort against anti-Asian discrimination at Thomas Jefferson High School in Fairfax, Fairfax County, Virginia, uh, which is uh, could be viewed as a sibling school to uh, Bronx Science, Brooklyn Tech, and Stuyvesant here in New York City. And anyway, what she contends in her book, and uh, I'm going to see if I can get a copy of it relatively soon, is that there's been alliance between Islamists and the far left to destroy the United States. And this book was published back in February of this year. So in some ways, it's prophetic in terms of what we're seeing now with the pro-Palestine demonstrations across the country. I, I hear you. I hear you, John. But I can't comment one way or the other, not having seen the book, not knowing much about the author. But but I but I do hear you. And I do. I do know that we are living in very, very trying times. Very trying Agreed. times. John, thank you. And what's the name of the book one more time? It's called Woke Army. And the author's name is Azra, A-S-R-A, Nomani, N-O-M-A. And I thank you so much, John in Brooklyn. Dominic Carter here with you folks. Talk Radio 77 WABC. We are going to take a break. When we come back, the Chronicles of Dominic Carter and more of your telephone calls. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. Former Speaker Kevin McCarthy is considering whether to run for re-election to his House seat, but is greatly criticizing the gang of eight that led to his demise. Notably, Florida Congressman Matt Gates, as Gates has the audacity, the nerve, to release a 13-minute movie titled Gaveled Out on McCarthy's being removed. So, you may recall Matt Gates filed the motion to oust McCarthy in early October, successfully booting the California Republican from his leadership position in a historic vote that shook the House. Eight Republicans, including Matt Gates, joined Democrats in voting to oust McCarthy. Well, McCarthy appearing on CNN, has some harsh words for what he calls the crazy eight. He says the GOP won't ever heal unless there are consequences and that the GOP would benefit tremendously if Matt Gates was not in office. Matt Gates, you've been mentioning a lot. How much would the Republican Party benefit if he were no longer a member of the House, in your opinion? Oh, tremendously. I mean, you know, people have to earn the right to be here. And um, I just think from, I mean, he'll admit to you personally, is he doesn't have a conservative bent in his philosophy. Um, 
and just the nature of what he focuses on. Do you think the House GOP should consider expelling him? Look, that, that's up to the conference, but I mean, I don't believe the conference will ever heal if there's no consequences for the action. What about them surprised you, Burchett and Mace? It just didn't, it seemed out of nature, but they, they, they seem to have changed during the time. They care a lot about press, not about policy, and so they, they seem to just want the press and the personality. Do you think Mace will have a difficult time winning re-election now? Yeah, I don't, well, not because of this. I mean, if you've watched her, just her philosophy and the flip-flopping, um, uh, yeah, I, I don't believe she wins re-election. I don't think she'll probably have earned the right to get re-elected. I think that you look at the district herself, yeah. And uh, Matt Gates, the uh, congressman, announced Friday that he released a 13-minute, a 13-minute documentary titled "Gaveled Out," that shows the events leading to the ouster of the former Speaker Kevin McCarthy. I want you to listen, folks, to a little bit of his so-called documentary. The yeas are 216. The nays are 210. The office of Speaker of the House is hereby declared vacant. So I may have lost a vote today, but as I walk out of this chamber, I feel fortunate to have served the American people. I will not run for speaker again. I'll have the conference pick somebody else. 96% of the Republicans voted for McCarthy. 4% decided they were so morally superior, they're traitors, all eight of them should in fact be primaried, they should all be driven out of public life. You think I'm paralyzing the House of Representatives? What's paralyzed the House of Representatives has been the failure of Speaker McCarthy. So this represents the ripping off of the Band-Aid. Did Matt Gates hurt the party uh, by ousting Kevin McCarthy? It depends. I mean, it depends on how good the new Speaker, whoever that may be. Maybe we'll end up with one of the great speakers of all time, in which case Matt Gates did a tremendous uh, favor. Tell me if you've heard this one before. House Republicans struggle to find a speaker. So are we seeing the same movie again? Majority Leader Steve Scalise is put forward by the party. He doesn't have enough votes. He pulls out. Jim Jordan now loses three ballots on the floor. He pulls out. There were jokes for Emmer that third time was going to be the charm, but it was not. What now? Mark Molinaro said, look, why don't we just take a poll to see where people stand on the guy who came in second to Emmer, who was Mike Johnson. Guess which member objected? Kevin McCarthy. Because he hadn't quite figured out how he could scuttle and sabotage Mike Johnson. The nerve of uh, this guy, Matt Gates. I, I know some of you view him as a hero, you know, uh, 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 blow up the establishment. Give me a break. This guy is a clown that should not be in Congress, period. And what he did was despicable. And now he has the nerve to release a 13-minute movie, you know, salt in the wound, gaveled out. Nancy Mace uh, mentioned in that clip, and I'm going right back to your telephone calls in just one second. Frank Marano standing by the other side of midnight at 1 a.m. Nancy Mace tweeted, I see I'm still living rent free in the former speaker's head. Suffice to say, I don't really care what he has to say about me. We've all moved on and he should, too. How convenient to say 
Back to the uh, telephones. Let's go to Russell in North Carolina. Good morning, Russell. What's on your mind? Hey, Dominic. Hey, listen, man, there's there's hope for America because this weekend I was out buying some beef and talking to the kid who's ringing me up. He's a 16-year-old kid, and he says to me, hey, what do you think of the upcoming election? the presidential election. And I'm like, you know, come from a kid that age. I'm like, well, this is, this is cool. And uh, we got to talking and then he's like, well, I wouldn't vote for Biden. I'll tell you that. And I was like, see, there's hope, baby. There's hope. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's amazing that you said he's 16. Yeah. 16 years old. And, uh, he's like, well, he, he mentioned Bidenomics as he put it. And, uh, I was like, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I was like, and my daughter, my daughter is 18 and, you know, we didn't drill anything into her. She just, you know, makes her own decisions. And, and she's like, you know, look, I mean, she's maybe not rah, rah Trump like I am, but, um, and my son who's 11 loves Trump, but, uh, but, uh, but you know, there's hope. And, and I mean, people keep talking about the young ones and how they're all far off and everything else. And I'm like, correct. No, you don't understand. I mean, that's that's the the loud minority. Well, I I, I, you know, Russell, I I hope that you're correct, and thank you for talking politics with the 16 year old, and uh, hopefully you'll motivate that individual and many more, many more young people to get involved with the process. That's the only way that you change these things. The only way. Robert in Brooklyn. Good morning, Robert. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Yeah, thanks for taking my call. So, yeah, I just wanted to totally agree with what Robert from the other Robert from Philadelphia said. Um, it's regardless of whether these people are innocent or guilty, it's clear that the government is being weaponized. You know, in the case of Eric Adams, uh, apparently on the day, approximately the day or so, they were supposed to be visiting Biden to talk about the immigration situation. They, um, sick the FBI on his uh, person who was in the fundraising for him. And then uh, Menendez, he complained about, you know, Iran, and then they sick the Department of Justice on him. And then Matt Taibbi, he, the day I think he was supposed to testify, congressional testimony, I'm looking at a New York Post article from March of 20, March 28th of 2023, the IRS visited Mac Taibbi on the same day as his congressional testimony. That's a pattern. That's a pattern of abuse. And then what they did to Trump has been horrific. So you have a totally out of control police state, banana republic that um, supports our enemies and, uh, you know, shafts our friends. And, you know, just go to the store and everything else. You look at the price of food and everything. Uh, we've been, we're being totally shafted. It's terrible. And you believe, Robert, that the Biden administration is definitely behind uh, Mayor Adams' recent troubles? Well, again, like Robert said, it could be there's some legitimacy. I don't know. But the timing is just, and it's not the first time. You have Matt Taibbi, you have Menendez, you have Trump. It's just a pattern. So the thing is, it's like, you know, you cry wolf, you know, even if they're telling the truth, then they lose their credibility. 
but they, regardless of whether it's true or not, they're weaponizing it because the message is going out to Democrats and Republican alike that if you're pain, if you're, you know, if you pester, you use your freedom of speech and you object to the administration, then they're going to make your life into a living hell. Because even if you're innocent, like you pointed out before, you need to have at least $500,000 you mentioned before. Yes. In at the a beginning to, do, to legally to do it. So even if you're innocent, you're shafted, you're giving up all your money in legal fees. This is outrageous abuse of power. Look what they're doing to Rudy Giuliani. It's terrible. Yeah, I've actually sat uh, in in many federal courtrooms, uh, the Southern District. Thank you for the call, Robert, where uh, people walk in with either a lawyer or a team of lawyers. And when you talk to them privately, they say, I had to I had to sell my house. I had to do this. I had to do that. You're looking at a minimum, as I said as I said earlier, a minimum of about a half a million if you plan on going to trial with the feds and they have a very, very high conviction rate. They are very good in the courtroom in terms of prosecutions. That's how I define prosecutions in this case, that they are very good at what they do. I want you folks before Frank Morano joins me to uh, listen to this well, you know what? Maybe maybe I shouldn't do that. Maybe I should just go directly to Frank because I don't have time to do both. And I want to start out by saying, how was your weekend? Well, now I want to hear what you're going to play that uh, that I'm interrupting. <laughs> just uh, on anti-Semitism, uh, not just on anti-Semitism because the numbers are alarming. But anyway, what do you have coming up? Well, a lot to get to. Um, we're going to get into a lot of the stuff related to the presidential race, not only Tim Scott's departure, but... Uh, the a candidate that's leading among independent candidate among independent voters may surprise folks. Someone jumping into the presidential race that uh, some folks have blamed for costing Hillary Clinton the election before. We're going to get into that. Uh, and back by popular demand, I had this uh, fella on two weeks ago, a biographer of Rod Serling. And when I had him on, I figured out oh, maybe some people would be interested in what he, he was saying. I was blown away at the feedback from folks that say, you know, I didn't even think I cared about Rod Serling. But this fellow was so interesting and so good. He's coming back to uh, finish our conversation. And then uh, I have found somebody that used to be a custodian at Disneyland. They wrote a bu- He wrote a book about it. He has a podcast all about cleaning Disneyland for years, and he's got some of the most amazing stories you can imagine. He's going to join me in the 3 o'clock hour. Well, that's very interesting, and your guess on Rod Sterling was very good, so I will be listening to that again. Uh, what time is that guy? He, in I a have, half hour. Okay, so I can get some sleep after, <laughs> after that, right? right? No, right? we want you to stand up the whole show. <laughs> Frank Marano, the other side of midnight, is coming up right now. Again, folks, in the presidential race, Tim Scott has dropped out, suspending his campaign. Have a great day. I'll see you folks again in 23 hours on Talk Radio 77 WABC. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.